Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. Mark Aflalo in Montreal, Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. Follow along with us on Twitter. It is at your tech report, facebook.com slash your tech report. And don't forget youtube.com slash your tech report online. Well, Mark, I'm very excited because right now on the line with us, we have Funko's director of marketing. He is a friend of the show. But he's also just Mark Robin. Mark, thanks for joining us today. Hey, I'm glad to be here, as usual. Love it. Oh, we, we, we always love having you on the show. And before we start, because we have a lot to talk about, San Diego Comic-Con 2017, right around the corner. Lots of new announcements from you guys. But before we start, I, I want to tell you a story that I'm pretty proud of. You know, it's no secret that you've been a friend of the show for quite some time. You send us stuff. We do unboxings. I'm doing an unboxing today for our YouTube channel. Um, you, you've been great in supporting us. But I want to let you know that sometimes I want to feel like a big boy and not ask for your help. There's a certain piece. You know I'm an Overwatch fan. We've talked about Overwatch before. You guys put out these great figures for Overwatch, and since I'm a diva main, I had to get the pop vinyl diva figure. Couldn't find it anywhere. I finally found one. And Mark, I just want to let you know, uh, the first step to recovery is not having to reach out to my enabler. I was able to do this all on my own, and I thought you'd be very proud of me. I am very proud of you. That's a tough one to get to. So, uh, hey, congratulations. And, uh, you know, I hope you didn't have to do anything untoward at the mall to track that one down. You know what? Uh, you know what happens at the mall. Mark stays at the mall, so we don't have to go there. Um, uh, but yes, I, I, it's. But there really is a whole. There are collectors out there, and you know this, of course, as a company. Once the stuff goes out of print, they become very hard to find, and that's what makes them great collectibles. But there's a whole subculture of people buying and selling and trading the ones that they want versus the ones you know ones they have extras of versus the ones they want. You've really created a whole subculture of collectors here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if we created it. I think they kind of created it amongst themselves. I mean, especially when Funko was yeah. in its younger days, you know, we, we maybe didn't have the distribution of a lot of stores. And so, you know, they were harder to find. And, and these days, I think it's somewhat easier. But then you've got the con exclusives or maybe a one-off exclusive at a retailer that might be harder to find. And, and yeah, I, I really think it's the fans that have powered that and, and trading and forming Facebook groups and, and, you know, getting together in person and kind of fueling that whole, uh, you know, if you want to call it a secondary market or, or kind of a, a, you know, a fan market. Um, it's really cool to see. We, we're kind of agnostic to it, but we're always impressed by, right. um, you know, the links fans will go to to, to find the, the piece that they might be missing out of their collection. And it's funny, I meant it as a total compliment, by the way, because it really is fun as a collector. Part of the part of the joy is finding that one piece that maybe you weren't able to find at retail, or maybe you got in a little late on and there, there weren't a lot of them made. And again, it adds to the exclusivity and the fun, but it really is, it makes it fun because the figures are beautiful. You always talk about how great looking they are, how well made they are, but at the end of the day, there's a certain attachment that that Funko fans have to their to their pops, to whatever figures they're getting. And it really speaks volumes as to this 
uh, you're right. It isn't something you created. It's, the, it's something that the fans also created. But it's something that you guys have put out there for us to enjoy. And as a fan, I'm appreciative of it. And I really do like kind of going out on the hunt to find that one that I can't find. It, it makes it an exciting part of the hobby as well, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what collecting is all about. I mean, it's the thrill of the hunt for sure. And, and, and you know, we're obviously happy that, that, the, that the figures that we make resonate with people. I think that goes a long way, uh, you know, to celebrating the the just the amazing artists that we have here that they're able to take these characters and create something that's not only recognizable but is something that just where where people who may not have been action figure collectors or something as like hardcore as that would still be able to say i i want that pop version of loki on my desk because it's cute and in it it resonates with me, and I, I think that that all that credit goes to our artists who have just been able to take like comic book characters that you never thought of as cute or fun or whatever, and be like, "Yep, I mean, I gotta have I gotta have Hulk on my desk," and it might be from some you know uh, person who has never collected a comic book figure in their life, and that's what's always kind of amazing to see from my perspective. Absolutely. And it actually, you just, you just, Mark, you just gave me the perfect segue because we talk about pop culture collectibles. And, you know, that's, of course, where pop, I'm sure, gets its name. And you, you guys are known for putting out these great pop culture collectibles, a lot of stuff from comics and movies and animation. And what people might not know is, of course, music can become a part of popular culture, which is what pop culture is short for as well. And you guys have just put out this set. And I got to tell you, you made my partner, Mark, very happy. He's a huge, huge Metallica fan. He travels all over the U.S. and Canada to go see them. And now you guys announced this Metallica set. Tell, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, when when again when Funko was in its younger days, they, we actually started doing some music uh, pop figures. I mean, way back when, I, I remember some of the first ones that I got a hold of as a collector were Elvis and Sex Pistols, and there was a and there was a Jimi Hendrix figure. And then we, we kind of, oh, wow. you know, experimented with it, sort of moved away from music as we got into movies and, and TV. And now we're definitely circling back to it. And uh, so this year alone, I think we've done Amy Winehouse, Guns N' Roses, and uh, Metallica. And it just, it just made sense. We were looking at sort of like, what, what pop acts do we want to go after? So there was the Justin Biebers and Amy Winehouse and whatnot. And then I was like, <laughs> well, who's going to make sense for rock? And, you know, obviously, like, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, they're going to be at the top of the list. Um, you know, true monsters of rock, as it were. And, uh, and they just fit. They just work in the pop form. And, I, and everybody here was super excited. And, uh, and you know, a, a, a really fun license to work on. Um, we're really proud of it. I hope, I hope fans dig it. Now, uh, now, of course, as I told you, Mark, Mark was all over this, and the, the question was, and I'm sure that he wants me to ask, are they going to be available as just individual pieces, or are you going to do a, because sometimes you also do a set of, of multiple figures in one box, are they going to be available as a one set or as individual pieces to start off? Individual pieces to start. Now, you know, we often will okay. do a, a pack uh, for a Comic-Con uh, or whatnot where we might group them together, change their outfits or something like that, um, but they're, they're being sold as individuals to start out with. It, it generally works better um, at retail for us to stick with kind of the packaging elements that we have. So right. to shift to a right. four-pack would be hard for stores to stock, but we can do stuff like that yep. um, definitely at conventions, and, 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 and we'll see if there's demand for that. You never know. 
Hey, if you just joined us, we are talking to a friend of the show. He's the director of marketing for Funko. He is Mark Robin. Now, Mark, one of the things we love about you guys, your company is incredibly responsive to its customers and its collectors. You guys really listen. What are people interested in? What is trending? And you guys will move forward and make these great figures based on what people are asking for. So I guess this begs the question, when it comes to Metallica, was this fan-driven? Because I know sometimes it's internally driven, or was someone there at Funko saying, you know what? I love Metallica. People love Metallica. We've got to do this. Uh, I would say there are definitely, it was definitely both. I mean, we, we, Right. Absolutely heard from fans that this was something that they wanted, but there's a lot of music fans here, you know, all the way up to our CEO, Brian Mariotti, uh, Mike Becker, who is our, our uh, he runs our apparel business right now out of our San Diego office, both huge music guys. And so whenever the music conversation starts, they're, they're right in the thick of it saying, here, here are the bands that, that we definitely want to see. And then you've got people in the art department, marketing, whatever. And so there was no shortage of people here volunteering at Metallica's. If we were going to go back to music, one of the first ones we should do. Well, you know what? I guess I'll just have to sit tight and hope that that sticks box set eventually shows up. I know I'm dating myself. It's really kind of sad that I still have these great memories of listening to sticks in the 70s. But you know what? It could happen. It could definitely happen. You never know, right? Wow. You want you to the, the Tommy Shaw, <laughs> Dennis DeYoung two-pack? <laughs> oh, boy. Do they, do you, you guys never put out a stick set, did you? No. <laughs> but I just wanted you to be impressed that I knew their names. Oh, not, not, first of all, I was impressed you knew, knew their names, and I was a little sad by how judgy you sounded with your resounding no that it wasn't going to be happening. But you know what? Old habits, uh, now you got me laughing. <laughs> Old habits die hard, Mark. What do you want me to say? It's really pathetic. But at least, hey, at least I came clean. I didn't la- ask for a Manilow box set. I asked for sticks. <laughs> so i got to have some street cred left, right? Hey, I, I, I appreciate <laughs> your, your, your passion. <laughs> oh boy okay so let's move on because this time of year we are in july we have passed july 4th and now all eyes if you are a pop culture fanatic and if you are looking forward to collectibles and all things collectible comic we are talking about san diego san diego comic-con easy for me to say 2017 around the corner and this is always a huge show for you guys and i think i don't think i'm out of line here not just because i have you on the phone you guys are one of the most popular popular attractions for people that are coming to the show because you guys don't just put out, you have your set of convention exclusives, summer convention exclusives, but on top of that, you also have your SDCC exclusives, and a lot of people are jazzed about this. I know you've already announced the lineup. For people that haven't seen the lineup online or heard about it, what is Funko going to be showing? What special figures are going to be released specifically for San Diego Comic-Con this year? Yeah, well, you know, honestly, there's too many for me to rattle off right here. So I think we've got over 65 different exclusives this year. It's oh, one of our gosh. largest groupings, if you will, that we've ever brought to the show, but we've got everything from Star Wars, Marvel, DC, obviously, you know, the big studios, Disney, but we've got a bunch of stuff from from TV. We've got, like, Clara from Doctor Who that fans have been asking for her for a long time. Uh, we've got, you know, Lincoln from the 100. We've got some Supernatural stuff, wow. Harry Potter, Bodie from Rogue <laughs> One, which fans were super upset that we'd left him out of the wave, and, and hopefully we fixed that now and so he's he's coming to SDCC and and he'll also be shared at a, at a retail partner but we've got a ton of stuff this year and we also have a pop-up shop at our San Diego office that'll be running during the convention each day that if you, wow. you can just walk across the street and at that uh, pop-up shop we've got a bunch of Warner Brothers Saturday morning cartoons exclusive everything from Scooby-Doo to Looney Tunes to Hanna-Barbera
Barra. So we've got no shortage of things to get your hands on in San Diego this year. Well, it's great that you're doing that because there are a lot of folks that don't have the luxury of being able to actually go to Comic-Con, but they still want to, you know, take part and buy the figures. And that the pop-up store, I'm guessing, is a great, you know, paying tribute to your fans that aren't actually in the show but are in San Diego. And they can still partake. They can still buy stuff, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. That's great. And um, the last thing I wanted to touch on, and this is this is kind of a big deal, is people need to know that when they go to when they go to Comic Con, when they go to events like this, there, there's obviously people are going to be swarming around that booth of yours. And one of the things I've been impressed by in the past by Funko and by the Funko Funko booth in particular is how organized and how ready you guys are for the crowds that are there. Can you talk a little bit about the process when people come to Comic Con, what they can expect in terms of line taking a number, the queuing process? Because you guys are great about that, and I wish other companies followed suit and do what you guys do. Sure, yeah. I mean, we try. We do our best. We know that, you know, oftentimes demand exceeds supply. There's a lot of people that want to get in line, but, you know, we set aside a lot of our booth space just so that people can line up comfortably. But at San Diego, which works a little bit differently than some other conventions out there, um, you actually have to get a ticket to our booth, and the tickets are distributed in the morning in a place called Sales Pavilion, which, if you're going to the show, is upstairs in the convention center. And those tickets are handed out at about 6 in the morning, so people line up very early to get a ticket to the booth uh, and then they take their ticket the, the tickets have a time on it and you go to the booth at your time line up and then and then we give you an order form you fill out what you want a helpful Funko order taker will run back in the booth and grab your stuff bag it up for you and you'll be on your way so provided you can you can manage to get up early at San Diego you should be able to get most things that you want well, I think that, you know, when, when it comes to getting your, your Funko exclusives, I think that's well worth waking up for. And I can tell people that I have been in that line. I have gone through the queue. I have done it in the past. And it works really, really well. And I think because you set it up this way, people are less likely to become disappointed or become upset that, oh, I didn't get my chance because it's so organized and out there. And again, kudos to you guys for doing this because sometimes, and you know, Mark, this happens in every business. In the restaurant business, sometimes people, they can't satisfy. Restaurants become popular and because they can't satisfy the demand and they end up turning away the crowd and they become less popular. But you guys have always managed to make your fans feel important. I think making this cue, the system that you have in place, it really does make a difference. People really do see it as a positive thing when they're going to the show to buy their figures. I, you know, we appreciate that and we really do care and we don't want anyone to waste their time at the show. We don't want anyone to have a bad experience. We're always looking to improve it. We're always looking to streamline it. You know, we've got some, some similar systems you know, in place at NYCC, um, that actually you can at that show you can actually get your spot in uh, in line online, so uh, you don't have to get up quite as early. And you know, we're we're always trying to think like, how can we make this experience easier for fans? We we don't want anybody to have a bad time at our booth. Well, we appreciate that. I appreciate that as a fan and uh, someone in the industry that, you know, obviously talks about your products a lot. It's a win-win for everybody. And I have to tell you, you know, normally, and I think you know this, Mark, normally when I'm coming to Comic-Con, I'm coming to do a panel for a show that I'm on or, you know, it's usually business-related. But this year... I don't have any panels at Comic-Con in San Diego. I'm actually going as a fan, and the highlight for my son and myself, the big highlight is getting to come to your booth. So I'm letting you know I'm bringing an empty trunk, and I probably will get carpal tunnel filling out that order form, but it will be worth it. I cannot wait to get down there and get my hands on all the exclusives. And also, I can't wait to come see you. I get to see you very few times during the year, so I'm looking forward to seeing you, and uh, hopefully after the show, I'm going to be doing a whole big what my haul from Comic-Con 
Comic-Con. We're going to do a special piece on everything I was able to get from Comic-Con and share it with our listeners. Do you think that's a good idea? I think it's a great idea. I think people would love to see it. Um, you know, if you want me to sign anything while, while uh, you're there, I'd be happy to uh, just absolutely ruin your, your figures and, and just destroy <laughs> their, their resale value. So, you know, any time. Although I am a little intimidated this year because now since I figured out that you always talk about being on Friends, now that I figured out you're on right. My Cousin Vinny, I'm, I'm feeling a little, a little intimidated by the, the kind of the star power from my childhood that's about to approach me in person. <laughs> Well, you know what? The, the funny part is I go through this shameless lobbying and you guys, you know, we, we follow each other on Twitter and we got back and forth with, with uh, the Funko Twitter and my Twitter about, hey, what about the possibility of doing a Stan Rothenstein pop? I'm like, yeah, don't think that's going to happen. But you know what? As I always say with you, a guy can dream, Caddy. A guy can dream. Never, never stop lobbying. I mean, you know, it's funnier. <laughs> it's funny that uh, fans have lobbied certain things and we're like, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, that's not going to happen. There, there's, you know, there might be people making noise about this, but it wouldn't actually sell. But, you know, for, for a couple right. of years, people have been suggesting Bob Ross to us, and we finally were like, okay, we'll, we'll do Bob, Bob Ross, and uh, we'll just see how it does. <laughs> it is one of the most viewed and pre-ordered items ever in Funko's history. So, you know, at this point, you just see? never know what's going to sell, what fans are going to like, and if you make a lot of noise about it online, it, it might just actually take off. Uh, you know what? I wish I had the time to be that self-serving and be Lobby McGee because I would totally do it. But I know that one day, you know what? It's going to end up happening, Mark. It's going to be one of my animated characters that I do. That's the one that's probably going to be the Funko first before any of the on-camera stuff. And I can live with that because I can say, hey, I'm the voice of that guy. But listen, I, I don't want to get too self-serving here. I want to thank you for coming on the show. We always love having you. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. And as I said, we will do a post-San Diego Comic-Con piece. We're going to have you back on the show. You can talk, you can tell everybody everyone on the air how I shamed myself at the show by going away with like a trunk on my back but I don't mind because you guys are worth it Mark Robin from Funko thank you for coming on and we look forward to seeing you soon and hearing from you soon as well thanks for having me thank you for joining us this week very special thanks to Microsoft and Logitech and of course Funko for joining us this week another packed show Mitchell congratulations to our winner of the DJI Spark giveaway way more fun online if you check out youtube.com slash your tech report we'll be back with you again next week you've been tuned in to your tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition and be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report for the latest in breaking tech news and reviews. Yourtechreport.com. I'm Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. 
Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.